Okay, hello! Sexual Club! And that's our intro for this episode because we are so bad at making intros. Every, every, every episode. So this is your host Lizzie with you tonight. We don't have Brian here because he's an actual an adult, like a, an actual adult. If you've ever heard me in our past episodes calling him an old and decrepit man, so he isn't here with us tonight. But I am here with a couple of friends from where my alma mater, North Central College, who were super nice to jump on this podcast with me to talk about voting in the upcoming midterm elections and why they are important and to not not vote. So I want to welcome Dominic Wanzon, who Hello. is an alumni here from North Central College. He majored in jazz studies with a minor in broadcast. So a lot of you might just be like, oh, why is he on here, though? Well, it's because he also helped organize when um, the previous election came up between Trump and Hillary. He organized a whole on-air broadcast at our college radio station, WONC FM 89.1, Naperville, Chicago, which we are broadcasting out of right now. Thank you so much, guys. And he organized it, and we went till like 2 or 3 in the morning with the results. That was a fun night. Oh, yikes. We had a great time. <sighs> you were there. Oh. I was there. I was the main DJ for the night. Oh, yikes. And then we also have Andrew. I'm sorry, I don't have I don't have your last name. Uh, my na- last name's Honig. Honig. Yes. There we go. We have Andrew Honig with us, and he is a political science major here at North Central College. So he's actually qualified. He is actually qualified, and that was the biggest thing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> as qualified as I can be. Right. There we go. Yeah. So Andrew, you said that today on the 25th of September. You organized one of the largest uh, voter registrations here at North Central College. Yes, we did, actually. So um, I gathered about uh, 15 volunteers from uh, an outside source. Uh, he's an elected official, and he actually um, he got us all together, and we had to do a bipartisan light because, you know, a lot of times we have to work together with other you know parties to actually uh, come together for the greater good. Um, so we set up three different uh, voter registration booths on campus, one in front of uh, the Science Center, uh, one in front of the Cage, and then one in front of Old Main. Um, and we actually had on paper, you know, like, you know, how technologically advanced we are. We usually do things on iPads and laptops, but um, we did it on paper, actually. And we actually registered over 100 people. Um, and, you know, a lot of discrepancies happen when, you know, a lot of times people don't vote. People don't know where their polling places are. People don't know even that there's an election going on. How, how um, many, real quick question. How many people of the people you signed up straight up didn't know there was an election going on? At least twenty of them. At wow. least twenty of them. Yeah, right, yeah. And you know what? You know what's shocking too is when you know you see hundreds of students. Um, you know, and you know it's a small camp, fairly small campus. We only have about three thousand kids. Um, and you see them walking by, and you know we're you know we had our um, uh, very uh, vigorous volunteers, you know, trying to get them to sign up to vote and register. And most of them, a lot of them, you know, that didn't come said that they've already registered. But and a lot of them also said that uh, they weren't interested. And you know it's sometimes troubling because you know those are the first people that like to complain about things but you know a lot of times we you know have you know our complaints and you know like our our views but it's very important and it's a civic duty to go vote and I really think that um, you know 
coming with the midterm elections, every vote matters and it's important. And I think we saw, we, I mean, this is one of the biggest uh, voter registration days we did in uh, school. We came together with SGA. We came together with Social Center Impact. Um, and it was a really good day. And uh, SGA being the student government. Student government, yeah. Um, yeah, we had booths all over campus and it was, a, it was a good day. It was sunny. It was supposed to rain, but luckily it didn't because that would have just kind of been an inconvenience. Absolutely, yes. yeah. I mean, no yeah, no one wants to be what <laughs> Lizzie does. Yeah, Lizzie does outdoor events all the time. Yeah, I do outdoor events for my radio station, and it's uh, yeah. You're you're subject to the weather, right? Well, and that's awesome because yeah, we definitely didn't have tents, so yeah, and the papers would have definitely gotten wet because we didn't even, we didn't have iPads, but uh, that was good, and uh, it was it was a really big turnout. Um, so yeah, that was very good. Rain. So. Rain hacking voter registration. Oh man! Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's I mean, a conspiracy, I feel like the, right? Yeah, it's a very big conspiracy theory. You know, voting, you know, registration hacks, and you know, voting twice, you know, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, there's, but actually, now that you bring that up, um, during the primaries, uh, especially in this area with uh, Sean Caston, who's running in the sixth congressional yep. district, this is the DuPage, DuPage, yeah, this county is the, area, yeah, DuPage election commission. Yes, uh, the actually there was a miscount and actually not enough votes being counted, and there was a discrepancy um, in the county's office um, when he was like when they were polling at night, and uh, his other opponent, who was very close to him, thought she had won. It's and a five-way that, race, wasn't it? It was a uh, six. I, I, yeah, it was around there. Yeah, there was a lot of candidates was, for yeah, both. I yes, that. Um, yeah, the, for the sixth and fourteenth congressional district. Um, and she thought she had won, and it turned out that Sean Caston had won. I mean, by a large amount. Um, so that's why it's important that you know uh, that the county clerk and that they do their jobs with counting the votes. And and it seems like sometimes in DuPage County that always ends up happening something. There's always a discrepancy, but um, so yes, and that and that's kind of how it turned out to be. But yeah. And, and I don't want to derail from any, anything you guys right. have in the itinerary, but that always reminds I, I always want to get this story in as fast as possible. But <laughs> there is a – there was an election in the Virginia legislature, essentially the state government, right? Okay. Right. Uh, here's the Illinois Illinois General yes. Assembly. Right. I, I don't right. know what they call it over there, but essentially the state, state government. And there was – I think it was a, a Democratic seat, state seat – and she won. She it was like one, literally one vote, like they 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 multiple recounts, like at least two or three recounts, and right. it came down to literally one vote. Right. So if like, and I think she wound up losing because one of them was like poorly filled oh, in. Oh, so it wasn't even. So which it is like, like how do you the, how do you screw that up? Then yeah. it's like not that hard. It's an X or right. check mark or fill in the blank type of thing. I like, don't know. They might have had in. a seizure during the poll. <laughs> I don't know. Unless it was computers, then they just don't know what to yeah. do. But uh, yeah, right. it, it literally, I'm, I'm not joking, look it up, came down to one vote. Also, the Virginia legislature at the time, and I think now still, because it was, it was recent, like the past couple of years, um, it, it's like a split Senate. <laughs> So like this is a this is like the critical seat. So if you if you really like there is no reason to not vote. And there I is think, not a single I reason. I think the biggest thing where it comes to it where everybody is so discredited from the past presidential election where they're seeing oh it really didn't matter if I voted or not because the person I really really didn't want to win won. And it's like okay, yes, but it's still very crucial that you put out your vote, especially for midterm elections, because it is so much more closely impactful to you. But I think because people are always so deferred 
right. from the presidential primary. Right. They're just going to say, well, why does it matter? My vote doesn't really count. When in reality, it does. And it puts you down. Well, and, you know, a lot of things that people need to understand is Hillary Cl Clinton won the popular vote by three million votes. And it's important to note, to note that, you know, obviously Donald Trump won uh, with the Electoral College and the way that it's set up. And it's a setup for that specific reason to be efficient. Um, on the other hand, uh, people, like you said, get discouraged and then it kind of, you see it as like a lasting effect. But, you know, seeing actually knocking doors, you know, I work as a field organizer for a, a local Senate uh, uh, candidate um, who's actually my current state senator. Um, you know, you go to the doors and you, I knock on thousands of doors. I've knocked over probably 10,000 doors this summer. Um, and most of the same issues are single issue voters. You could, they could, you know, you could talk about uh, their property taxes, um, how they don't like their health care, how they don't like the schools that, the, that their kids go to. But, you know, and even if that the guy that they like, you know, the candidate is very engaging and they like him, if there's one issue, whether it's abortion, gay marriage, or something that is socially liberal or, or you know, very conservative, that is the one issue that they won't that, vote that's for. That's what they call a wedge issue. A wedge, it, it's just, yes. It's, correct. it's abortion, it's gun rights, it's all these things. Right, and you know what? That's what we saw a lot in the 2016 election. We saw a lot of polarization. We saw a lot of polarization before the 2016 election. And in and that's and you know it's a it's a side effect and the thing is is like when you see people with their you know their anger they were so angry they wanted somebody different it's either they didn't like Hillary they didn't like Donald Trump and most of the time the people who didn't vote for Donald Trump they just uh, they liked Hillary or they just hated Donald Trump it was you know it was back and forth back and right. forth right and it was just because of probably one circular issue yeah. when it comes down to it correct and and you know people you know people that I've spoken to throughout this year that I've been very involved with politics door to door. I've gotten a lot of good, a lot of very good responses, you know, and people genuinely wanting to know, like, you know, how, which way the state's going. And I get a lot of complaints about Illinois, you know, Mike Madigan's taking over the state. And that's the same issue I hear over and over Well, then you also over. hear now, oh, J.B. Prisker's going to come in and he's going to screw it all he's up. He's a Madigan puppet. And then you have this, people this. saying the same thing about Rauner. Like, Rauner hasn't set a budget in four years. Cannot not lie about that. Right, exactly. But I yeah. feel like there's also a big thing. Here in Illinois, we, we haven't had a budget for four years, which is a huge issue, obviously, Correct. for our out-of-state or out-of-country listeners. Just We're fumes. running out of fumes. <laughs> so some problematic issues that we've encountered, at least for us who have been in college, there's been financial aid and grants that have not been released right. for months or, or almost a full year. I remember one year when I was still in college, right. I had to wait almost a full year to get my grants and financial aid, right. which... At least my college allowed us to basically paid it for us until we got it in. But I know a few people at other colleges in the city, like Columbia College and like DePaul, and they had to pay out of pocket and then get their money back whenever the, the state decided to get the money in. Jeez, right. Louise. And that was a huge issue. I will say the one of the personally positive things that I see that was done was that Rauner approved um, abortion to be covered through me state Medicaid, right? Which is a huge, huge step and something that I really wouldn't have thought Rauner would do. But he is somebody who separates his personal business, personal from business, basically. Right, and you know, people need to understand is that you know Bruce Rauner came in uh, obviously as a Republican governor, and that he's facing a very Democratic legislature and. 
a lot of things he did um, that he tried to get through. Obviously, he wasn't he didn't really participate in a lot of the Senate meetings, a lot of the House meetings. And obviously, as a governor, that's you know your duty to do that. Um, but it's very hard to pass a lot of things when you have a lot of opposition for yourself. And you know, um, with the you know, I met JB Pritzker about three weeks ago, and he spoke to uh, one of the local unions, uh, actually that the state uh, senator uh, that I work for um, represents, and he spoke very genuinely, and he spoke about you know the Quincy Veterans Home, what happened with Bruce Rauner, and how he it was basically neglect uh, for all you know a lot of the veterans that had died in that home, um, and you know he spoke about uh, why unions are important, why teachers unions are important, and what unions do for the state, and how much jobs they bring, um, and you know it's you know you see, it is a little troubling when you see you know candidates throwing out 135 million dollars you know for their own campaigns and you know it's it, it, that's you know what I want to take that money and maybe travel to Switzerland and sit there with a mojito Ma- yeah, probably chill out. like most chill, people would pro- right probably and, and and you know what's interesting is that with all that money Think about how much good you could do with that money, even in the state, even in a state that we're, like you said, we're, we're going on fumes. And, you know, most of the people at the doors I hear, they go, we're moving out of the state. We're, you know, we're moving. And, you know, I have a problem with that sometimes because, you know, like you, you, you grew a family here. You pay taxes. And obviously a lot of the people that are in very wealthy areas, they pay heavy property taxes because they send their kids to the best schools. They send their kids right. to the best institutions. And, of course, you're going to pre- pay higher property taxes in Naples. Wheaton, Glen Allen. And, you know, being from Lombard, you know, it's obviously it's not as um, economically, uh, you know, up to date as Naperville, but it's still you get you pay for what you get. Um, but, you know, what I've learned throughout this year is that when you learn to have mutual respect for one another and love and you care for one another, that's the thing that is very important to me. Um, and, you know, when you see candidates that have that same mentality, that's the ones that will make it to the polls. And those are the people that will get uh, be put in office. The, the, the most important thing, if, if, if uh, voting scares you, the most important thing to remember is that the Electoral College only applies to the presidential election. Every other race in America, I believe, is straight up just popular vote. Po- it is. I, I think, it, you're, you're correct, yes. I, I, I think maybe Maine is doing something different? Uh, where it's like mm. maybe ranked choice? Maybe you can, call, uh, um, you can call the uh, the senator from Maine. Is it Collins, her name? Uh, she's going to be one of the swing Susan votes. Collins? Yes, yeah. She's yeah. going to be one of the swing votes for the oh. interesting Brett Kavanaugh hearing on Thursday. And that Ooh. is a whole nother that topic whole to talk nother, about. But you but, know what? You it's know, very important. Very it is important. a very important topic, especially everything that we've seen come out for Kavanaugh literally in the last like two weeks yeah and how much it's been streamlined and I know yeah. that um they they've been trying to push his vote sooner to try to get him in because there are there's more women coming out right and saying you know there, he did this he he sexually assaulted me he raped me and you know his defense is pretty much I looked at my calendar though a few years and like all the time back and it doesn't say you know sexual assault rape someone it's like okay most I would hope most people wouldn't do that. Yeah, most people don't write down on a journal like him. You know, I mean, unless you're like tonight. you know a serial killer or maybe a but, serial but rapist. Look, you know, maybe we won't dive deep into the Kavanaugh thing. But but really, if you if you care about that issue, you won't have the ability. Like you personally will not have the ability to vote on Kavanaugh's nomination, yes or no. But what you can do is vote on your representatives. This is a yeah. representative democracy, right? That's that's why it matters. And usually a lot of these confirmation hearings, a lot of these confirmation votes, I should say, they come down to like two or three votes. I believe it's five Senate votes that are right. being really honed in on usually like 
uh, I think uh, Democratic blue dogs such as uh, uh, Diane Feinstein, yeah. essentially, and she's getting a lot of pressure from her base to not say yes, or you know, people like Bob Corker on the other side, on the Republican side, getting a lot of pressure to say yes or something. And it's it's you know, it's just it comes down to caring about your local races, which is really what the well, focus and that's, of what we're that's talking why about. Why this here. all came to life because Dr. Ford wrote a letter to her state representative, and this is why this came right. out more. And that's something that people don't realize that that's a thing people do or can do or why that this became such a hot topic issue. People just think it's because, oh, she just wants fame and money. It's like, no, why why would she bring up something like that? Right, exactly. When the thing is, is that if anything, the political theater that's going on right now throughout, you know, the federal government and, you know, with the Brett Kavanaugh thing, that should be incentive to vote. That should be incentive to get out there. And cha and if you don't like them, vote them out. And that's as simple as that. And, you know, it, it's troubling to see that that a Supreme Court nominee is on Fox News with his wife interviewing uh, a week before the Senate hearing. That is very unprecedented that usually the most I mean, the last time we saw that was with Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill uh, when he was accused a long time ago for that. Um, but, you know, things like um, bringing up, you know, relative to the Brett Kavanaugh thing um, with the political climate, we see it every day on the news it, with polarization with CNN, Fox News. And that's why I normally turn off. I get my news from Catfax from Illinois or I usually get it right. from my political I mean, science I classes. I remember from a lot of my classes for media, it was we always disregarded and we're we no credible sources were to come from Fox News, and it was actually heavily discouraged that we even grabbed it from MSNBC and Huffington Post as well. Right, right. Well, and, and it's because it's leak. It's it's almost like a, a bleeding effect. It's like going. It's it's kind of like the more polarization there is in you know government in politics, the more that people will not see together on things. And the thing is, is like when you talk about like a coalition and, and people that vote on bills in the you know in Congress, um, a lot of times it was you know like when we saw. Uh, Dick Durbin and uh, John McCain, they had that long Senate debate uh, on the Senate floor a long time ago, and that's how it should be. It should be a long um, you know, process of debating and mutually respecting each other and coming to a realization where both of you are arguing with each other, but you come to some agreement you, you come to agree to disagree to agree and things like that, and you know, it, we don't see that anymore. No, we I was just watching the the Illinois rep, um, government debates. I just saw it for like maybe 10 minutes with, for Rauner the, and With Pritzer, Rauner and McCann. And, and it was literally just them going back and forth, calling each other names, being like, oh, well, you can't have a budget. And why are you saying this crap about... I'm like, what are we, 12? Uh, legit, I, I just straight up hate like political debates on TV. I think yes. I think they're straight up dumb. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I will say uh, one that I just watched uh, that was really good was the Ted uh, Ted Cruz and uh, Beto. Um, and, and Beto O'Rourke. Uh, that was a really good one, and I would just suggest any watchers or any viewers or you guys even good, good check. one in that one candidate did not know what the hell they were doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but regardless, regardless, getting back to the voting thing, right? Like, um, like you said, if you don't like your representative or your senator, or whoever, vote them out. I completely agree. Alternatively, if you do like your representative, write to them. Which right. I, I, yeah. I challenge uh, whoever's listening right now. Have you ever written to your representative, state representative, state senator, or you know, uh, for your congressional district, whatnot? Um, I did. 
uh, and I have before, and it's it's not that hard actually. I mean, you can even not. go on Twitter or like Facebook or Tumblr, even if some people still use Tumblr. You don't have to write and like no, super like long literally, too. people will actually format it for you. I've seen it on Twitter where I mean, I follow like Sean King, the political activist, and he'll say, "Hey, call or call or send a letter or email." to whomever district it is about this law and that you know you don't agree with here's a little like brief little note to send them and right. then sign your name say like k thanks bye whatever and, send it and then right. it's done it's cool it's chill and legit the shorter the better i'm not kidding because no, these people really. do not have a lot not, of time they don't have so, a lot of time yeah and exactly just think it's like your one worded like thesis statement yeah. that's what it is maybe right. sentence of, two sentences of who you are short sentences and then like a sentence like hey I, I want this I support this bill don't even be vague like I support not supporting Russia or I don't know but right, like just, just whatever be like I don't support this yeah Please exactly stop. like specific right. policy whatever it's it's great they like reading that stuff sometimes they don't even read it themselves usually it's their staff but their staff float that up to the representative too it's it's great it's a wonderful process just yeah. representatives. I don't know. <laughs> well, and you know, you know, the 2016 election really got me mobilized to do things like to do events, to host rallies, to do things, to get involved. And you know what I've what I've seen a lacking of is mobilization in high schools um, to get them started earlier. Because when I was in high school, I took a government class and I was very interested, but um, I was in a different spot in my life and I w I was interested in politics, but not as much. Um, but you know, it so happens my sister, she's a sophomore in high school uh, in the area, and she actually. Um, Ask, ask me for advice. They actually write to their local senators, okay. um, which is a really good thing. And uh, actually soon, uh, me and um, Gabby from the debate team, we're going to go and we're going to probably speak at one of the high schools um, and talk okay. about what, why it's important to get involved early and why it's involved, why it's important to include politics um, in a little bit of your debates every day and to think of it in a way that can get you mobilized. And I know a lot of people will say, I don't want to talk about politics. I'm not into politics. Like, this is stupid and it's whatever but it's like no it's really important even if it doesn't like directly affect you and we see people who are saying this as people who aren't really usually directly affected it's, which is you know older white heterosexual males let's be honest or even you know just older heterosexual white women you know because they're not really as affected right. as women yes because you are a woman but more often than not there's still that power balance where these people are saying we don't need it but those are the people who also hold the most power right in like a visual sphere which is unfortunate to say but that's exactly, just like the yeah. reality of our society what i always say is the world's gonna move on whether you like it or not right so whether you vote or not that's the rest of the world won't care like if you just like no i i don't care about these things you know i you know they, they i don't want to get involved with them well it's going to get involved with you like your taxes are still going to be affected. This policy is going to be your healthcare is still going to be affected. And then one day you're going to get hurt. One day you're going to have a home. Maybe. I don't know. It Maybe. I don't know. Who knows <laughs> yeah, we're the, working on how everything goes. Millennials. But anyway, I, I wanted to ask you, Andrew, and certainly Lizzie, of course, to jump in on this. I actually ha I've been on my phone and trust me, I'm not just on Snapchat, but <laughs> uh, but I do have like a list of frequently used rebuttals that oh, I personally encounter all the time. And I certainly have, okay. you know, counter rebuttals to them. But. I was just thinking, like, okay, so question number one, or like rebuttal number one, it's rigged. Why bother? Like, what happens when you hear that? Like, <laughs> see, you know, I haven't heard that one recently. Um, but you know, in the 2016 election, I heard that was probably the most yeah. common. And one. by yeah. rigged, I mean I don't literally mean someone's going on a computer and like changing 
a thousand like, votes. Not hacker here. Boys, like, yeah, no, not like that. I mean, like, okay, party politics, where it's like, well, you know, like, um, who was in the Illinois uh, governor's race? Daniel Biss, oh, right? Daniel, Daniel Biss, Biss yeah. and then Kennedy, Kennedy versus Pritzker. Kennedy. Those are the big three. And it's yes. like. Well, you know, Pritzker was, Pritzker was going to win anyway because he's literally a billion, literally a billionaire. So yeah. of course he was going to win. Worth more Hot. than Trump, by the way. Yeah, there you go. Well, well, there we, I think a lot of people are more worth, worth more than Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. more ways than one. But regardless, yeah. regardless, <laughs> very uh, true. I'm, I'm just talking about money. But regardless, what happens when you, people say like, you know, you know, Pritzker was going to win anyway? Why should I even bother voting? You know, in the primaries or this? Like, what, what do you say to that? Well, um, see that I get that. I do get that question a lot, and I think that. I mean, I'm going to break it down to, you know, people that I think it has to do with, you know, a lot of people like when you go to vote, you know, in the primaries, the, uh, you know, the presidential elections, you know, a lot of people like getting those tangible stickers. A lot of people, those are incentives for them. They like the, the, the physicality of it. They like putting it on. And a lot of people just like to vote because they feel that, like as a citizen, as a citizen of the United States, that's their duty. That's what they have to do. And when people say that your vote doesn't matter, they're wrong. They're, they're, they're wrong. It does matter. And, you know, we even in my political science class, we we're talking about today and, and my philosophy philosophy class you know how long philosophy debates yeah. can go on oh, yeah, um just never they're not debates they're not by the way they're never ending they're never ending just <laughs> yeah, yeah um we talked about what is truly being a rep representative democracy is do do we really do more people do we talked about how do poor, do poor people have the same vote as a rich person and i made the argument yes they do because their vote physically and in the system matters the same exact way maybe because of their social and economic status based on their money and how much money they could put into campaigns and or you know ads that may affect that, that but their vote yeah. doesn't change that's their voice that's they, their they voice. can totally right. amplify right. That's a their different voice medium like how we're talking yeah. now this is a different medium of you know transporting ideas but that is the voting will always have its same purpose and it's not when people say it's rigged, maybe they're speaking about Russia, but that has nothing to do with rigging an actual tangible vote that you vote. Or, you know, party vote. politics saying like, well, of course this person's going to win, you know, it's like, or whatever, something like that. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, we just need to start deviate, deviating away from that because the, the thing is, is that when everyone gets into that mentality, no one's going to vote. No one's going to go to the polls. And I mean, then you lose hope because I know plenty of really encouraging candidates that don't have, don't look like they have a good chance, but they keep on fighting. They keep on going because they love what they do and they want to help the people and represent the community. And Hey, look, if you're, if you're really that upset about like party politics and like corruption of like, you know, big corporate, whatever big parties. And like, you're like that ah, man, that's never going to change. You know who did change that? Donald freaking Trump. Yeah, and look at how how miserable some of you are, or like you don't agree with everything but, but like, that's going on, or like you ha were on you know Medicaid, or you get food stamps, yeah, but, and you see the drastic drastic change and how you can get those now. And I'm not even talking about right. the social economic situation of America. I'm literally just talking about the GOP in itself, absolutely transforming because one guy who was in no way anyone's first pick was loud enough and enough people rallied around Trump to the point where it's like Trump let's you know legitimately Trump beat the Republican party as a whole maybe it wasn't as hopeful as a as a right. beat as well, we thought right well i mean you also see a lot of gops even like backing away saying like i don't agree with this dude at all which is something that's sort of unprecedented well and the thing is, is the republican party is fractured because a lot of the people in the republican party the very true conservatives by nature they don't want trump they didn't want trump paul ryan he did not want trump he they they back him up because of course he's a GOP candidate, but 
they the thing is is that he did not he is not he was a let's not forget that he supported Hillary for a long time he was one of the biggest contributors to her camp to Bill Clinton's campaign and even farther down um he's made multiple comments saying that she was a very nice woman things like that obviously that's changed um but the thing is is that you know when he was running it's just the fact that people need to understand that Party politics plays a large role in this, and he's he's not a true conservative, and it's a fractured party because they didn't they didn't want him, and that's just what it is. And you know, obviously they have to stick with it. That's what the pro, that's what the case is right now. But you know, Democrats, you know, Democrats have a long history of fighting with each other about things, and you know, obviously both parties have problems, and you know, the, but the whole point of this is is that the, I hope that they regain mutual respect for each other, um, and you know, that's my hope. I feel, yes, because I feel like at this point, it's just a big mudslinging, calling each other out. It's not even constructive like it was in the past, where people would be like, okay, let's have an actual topical debate, an right. factual, informative debate about, say, like abortion or right. something like that. Now it's just mudslinging, and it's yeah. nothing that's really productive. And right. it, if anything, it turns people, certain people off to whatever side it is. It could even turn like liberals off to people who are more ultra cons- like ultra liberals or it can do the same for ultra conservatives where they're like i ain't doing this like this right. is not what i signed up for you guys are not being chill you guys are supposed to be more chill than liberals and you're not or vice versa i've seen that happen a lot i i legitimately like i'm not being sarcastic or facetious i legitimately blame social media and the internet because it's just in your face all the time and it it's just you never get a break from it because you know before you you know statistically speaking during the time of your day it's like you read the newspaper and it's like oh man that's that's bad all right time to not interact in the digital age for like the yeah other 23 i mean i will say i have gone day. on like twitter and i feel like twitter is the biggest place where it's more generated now because more users more millennial users right are on twitter versus facebook correct now. yeah so you have more people who are generating like memes like like that if i could snap and that that. and that's the and that's like their basis for like policy decisions ah it's like well this meme explained it perfectly and i'm like jesus like this must be what it means and they could have no actual the biggest thing is you see a lot of millennials too especially i mean especially in this like underground like music scene you see a lot of people who are in this are like yeah i support like lgbtq yeah i support you know defeating the patriarchy you know i support you know healthcare for all it's like okay cool but tell me more underneath the surface why you do. Because I do, but I want to know why you do. What are your reasons? They're like, oh, right. we just There's should. There's no mobilization. Okay, cool. There, you should. Why? Why? Right. What is the why? We need a who, what, when, where, why. And this is the basic, you know, f- like five questions of journalism. Like, I want to know because you can't just be regurgitating things. Otherwise, your political stance has really no meaning to it. Right. And we see a lot of politicians like we, that get elected in Congress. They only have two years. And so their proximate goal is re-election. And that's what they go for. And the thing is, is that half the time these politicians don't even represent the community that makes it, makes it up. And they, they, all, they have time for getting re-elected and things like this, but they don't have time to represent, like you said, like LGBTQ, uh, like, you know, those areas and things that, you know, that need to be represented and need to be mobilized. And you're right, people talk, social media, but where is the actual the hard you know the hard evidence of people doing this and we see it all around the country but it's not enough we need more um and it's an undeniable fact that you know obviously like trump you know was not 
as presidential as Barack Obama speaking, but it's an undeniable fact that people loved to watch him because he was so entertaining. I mean, for me, it, he was entertaining because the things he said, you wouldn't believe what he was saying because he mobilized a different group of voters. And that's coming back to voting and things like that. He mobilized a, like a very quiet group that was angry and that was angry at things that you know the previous administration did or they were just angry in general. And Hillary didn't do that. She didn't do that in the way he did, and I'm not saying one is better than the other, but you know we need in the midterms to mobilize people in a way that their interests will be represented in the Tr community. Trump went to the voters. Clinton just waited for the votes to come to her. Essentially. Right, and that's she, she thought that she could because she has Bill Clinton. She's right. run previously. She has that history. Once she lost the primary in 2008 to Barack Obama, she was just ready to become president in 2016, essentially. Well, yeah, one the thing is is that um, there was she basically uh, she basically what happened was is that she didn't states that she thought she was going to win. She just didn't mobilize in. Like she just didn't send people like there was states specifically that there were field organizers and there's operatives waiting to, you know, do voter registration things like everything. And she just, you know, it, she kind of let it off because there was only one political scientist in the United States that predicted that Trump would win. Only one. No one predicted that. When I mean when I was watching Nate Silver? Uh I'm not sure exactly. Okay. I just I just know there was yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. There I mean there was very, very few. There were, and the thing he was, was just was just trying to be edgy. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, everyone yeah. else day has to be Trump. And, <laughs> and and you know, no one expected it. And you know, when I was watching it, the states that I thought that were gonna be closer weren't. And you know, and it's just you know, it's but you know what? We voted him in. That's who we wanted. And that's what the majority technically wanted, but that's based on the Electoral College. If you want to go by majority, technically it was three million more for Hillary Clinton's favor. And remember, that's only the Electoral College. I'm sorry, the only presidential, presidential election, election for the Electoral Correct. College. Yes. It's a, Everything yeah. else is straight up just plus one. Right, That's exactly. all it is. And exactly. so here's another common rebuttal. <laughs> I, I love this one. I'm not voting because I'm protesting the system. Or like something like that. Oh yeah, like, something that's like, like very like vote. edgy. Like I don't believe yeah. in the government. And I have heard and it I mean, many there's times. There's a lot of people too who, after this election, I know I saw people and they were like, "I'm an anarchist now." It's like, first of all, do you know what anarchy entails? Do it's you the, know? It's the worst as form some, of government. As somebody who used to be an edgy punk teenage anarchist, like trust me. Do you want anarchy legitimately? That's or are you just, just saying it libertarian. because you saw some kid who was like, oh, I like Green Day and anarchy. And it's like, <laughs> okay, cool. Tell me more, sir or madam. Slap him upside the head. See what not happens because it's anarchy. Like what? what, like, what, what? I mean, like here's the thing. Like in, in an ideal society, if you had a good structure, anarchy could possibly be sustainable. But within what we have right now, that is not an option. No. Yeah, no. well, that's At like saying all. that. First of all, that rebuttal, like, is very uncommon. That is not a thing. I've heard it a bunch of times. I mean, it's stupid. To the majority, that's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that's, it's very uncommon. Uh, a lot of, I mean, what I've heard is that you'd be like, why didn't you vote? Uh, a lot of times it'll be like, well, I just don't care about politics. One. Two is, is that uh, I don't know enough about politics which is kind of with the first one, mm. or three is that it makes them so angry that they just don't know who to vote for. And, you know, in a lot of times, but in a lot of times, but when we do see people vote, it's because a lot of it's single issue voters. Right. And the way that we can mobilize people to break away from that kind of reoccurrence is that we need to show the the people that you know with mobilizing with gra grassroots movements and things that they care about that their community is important that their voice is important and that 
a lot, like you said, a lot of the very older white uh, heterosexual males don't represent most of the communities that they tr- that they try to represent, especially down in southern states, because yes. that is definitely not the case. And especially in Chicago, Mike Madigan, for example, represents a very heavy Latino base, and that does not represent who he is. Is a seventy late 70s uh, year old man that that is not a representation representative democracy it just isn't and um i think that once we figure out that you know voting is important which that's you know our efforts on campus is being the political director to get people out get people to the polls bipartisan like mutual it doesn't have to be partisan it could just mean that it doesn't matter if you're democrat republican libertarian or uh, the tea party just register to vote and that's as simple that's the biggest thing it's none of us are here to say vote liberal vote whatever vote exactly. independent vote libertarian exactly. whatever hey if you want to vote for trump vote go, for go trump do it do you're it as long as you're right. as long as you're registered to vote and that you and then are, you actually vote <laughs> yes yes because you know what that you know that keeps you going for the next elections and and some people it's so shocking that people you know will they'll be they'll say that this is their home the biggest thing we dealt with today was is that they would put their home address as their mailing address but they live on campus in the november 6th election they're here so there's no way to get home to their polling place if they're registering at home and that's one of the biggest things with college students is that having good volunteers coming to campus making sure that they walk them through Every step of the way, because especially in DuPage County, the county clerk is really, really keen on making sure that there's no discrepancies. I know out here in DuPage County, this is one of the county districts outside of um, Cook County in Chicago. It's very strict and it's very if you screw up, that's it. You're done type of thing. Mm -hmm. So out here, we're one of the strictest uh, comparatively like Will County and Cook County as well. Right. Um, and so. it's a separate entity, actually. In DuPage County, the, the county clerk is like a total. Usually it's very intertwined with the county. But this what I, from my understanding is it's, it's, it's more of a separate entity. And that's okay. why it, it seemed like it took very long to get those votes in for from Sean Cass. Yeah. And, and, you know, even, you know, it's interesting, too, is like when you saw the primaries for Governor Rauner at Jeannie Ives and how close that was with. Yes. And you know what? I have a lot of respect for um you know her going against you know as a woman going against a very very known man in the state of illinois and you know challenging that just you know the rhetoric of you know i you know that she's a strong woman that she's coming out um and maybe not everyone necessarily believes in what she believed but she ran a very good campaign without a technically really any heads of the campaign no campaign manager truly or field organizers and she came out with a lot of votes and that means a lot to any party it shows that she was able able to um, really make a difference with just reaching out to organizations, getting volunteers, getting people involved, canvassing. And I'm going to tell, you know, for the people listening and to you guys is that canvassing, door knocking, phone calls, postcards, they make a huge difference. Those little things push people to vote. Brad Schneider in uh, his last election cycle basically won his congressional race because of voter registration. And that is huge. Like that's what, you know, our whole you know topic is about. So. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, you know what doesn't make a difference? Memes. Yeah. That's, that's I just mean, straight up. I mean, they're, they're, really, they're really funny. It's and like, hilarious. Yes, the memes are very funny. I definitely, you know, will be at work and one of my coworkers be like, did you see this meme? And I'm like, ooh, I love this meme. But it doesn't make that much of a, an effect as much as we probably would like to argue right. it were to be. Right. And wasn't there an article being proposed as like some blocking out some sort of social media, something about oh, memes? Word. What was that? No, because so I, I, isn't that the EU? Yes, yeah, I think so it, it is. the yeah. EU actually yeah. where um, it's not it's not literally no memes. No. Right. But no it, memes. It's, it's, uh, 
it's like copyright. Wasn't so, it like the Citizens versus United kind of like how you? What? Could, <laughs> <laughs> you said, someone Memes. Brought, yeah. No, no, someone brought that up. No, like you couldn't use uh, someone's reputation to destroy. Like you know, you know how like, Citizens United. Citizens, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't use. Um, like you can't publicize like someone's campaign to ruin like their. You know. Oh overall, really? I, I thought. Yeah. Oh no no no, because it was Citizen United was money is speech. Right, right. So, and, and, and when, but, okay. but who knows? Because Facebook, in, with all the ads, we don't know. Like with, especially with uh, what's his name who testified, uh, the CEO of Facebook. That was Zuckerberg. This oh, is Mark Zuckerberg. Zuck. Oh, that's the a whole Zuck. conversation we could have oh, about Mark no. Zuckerberg. And, those, and especially those memes that you know, came out. Of you know, it. No, oh, no, yeah, no, let, let's, let's dive in there for a second with social media because I know everyone uses it. If you're listening to this right now, you probably you have seen this via yeah, social really. media with all the hashtags that I put on on our Instagram, on our Facebook, on our Twitter, on my. Yeah. Instagram, on my Twitter, on my Facebook. Yeah. The, the secret to using social media is to not use it as much. I'm, I'm not joking. Literally, at this day and age, I mean, new studies have found that Instagram is really bad for your self-esteem and self-confidence, which, like, what was it, 10 years ago when Facebook came out? It was for Facebook. No, no one's, but for Instagram, it's significantly worse now because all you're seeing is simply just photos where on a Facebook you have more words you have things to break it up right on Instagram you're just usually looking at the photo first you hardly look at the description right so it's significantly worse for your you know self-confidence and self-image and if anything you're seeing it and you're like oh this is where it's at no one's posting their failures right for the most nope. part nope. unless they're trying to be edgy and like gain some sympathy points but like really all you see is success so of course it's going to upset you when your life sucks compared to theirs. And, you know, going back to politics and, and whatnot, it's like, yeah, all you're going to see is like a clever like, oh, yeah, Trump did this. That's embarrassing. Ha ha. First comment like, yeah, that was really funny. A thousand smiley faces. And then it's like you don't get the context. You don't get like a rebuttal. You don't get a balanced media diet. Whereas like a newspaper article or even an NPR, a two minute NPR report. That's it. Literally. We'll just be like, hey, here's the context. Here's this. Here's like what other people have to say about it. Here's what the other side has to say about it. And you've just like learned something for the day. Whereas like with social media, you can literally spend like two hours just doing and nothing. And you are in a, you're just in an echo chamber yeah. more often than not. Because especially after especially, the, yeah, especially right. after the election, right. so many people are like, if you, you know, if you support Donald Trump, I'm unfriending you, don't talk to me, blah, blah, blah. And then you're just like, you're narrowing yourself more. Right. Listen, you can healthily, like in a healthy manner, debate somebody who doesn't agree with you and you both learn each side. When I was on debate team, we were taught to know both sides of what you support and what you don't support. Right. If you have taken any basic like speech whatever class at any level, they will put you in a topic and say, okay, debate what you don't believe in. Right. And I did that and it just, you know, you see so many different things and you understand more. So when you come back and you say, okay, this is what I believe in, and you're arguing against something you don't believe in, but you've argued it for it instead, you know where they're going to come at you, but you understand their mindset a little bit better. Even if usually you're like, that's ass backwards. I don't get it. You're going to understand it more. And you're going to be like, right. okay, it's not as ass backwards as I think. Right. Well, and you know, 
Oh, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we, we talk about when people there's there's a barrier where that doesn't need to be breached and having mutual respect in a conversation, whether it's a Republican talking to a Democrat or vice versa, um, is really important. And just having that knowing being educated about both sides to be an educated voter, to be to be to have empathy for both sides. And that's a lot of things we don't see anymore. We don't see that as often because of polarization. And think about it. Like if you if like you said, you brought up the comment like oh you know if you vote for trump i'm not going to talk to you what does that do like you said it blocks you out it, it, it alienates the other person and it it, it it hurts people's feelings and that's the rhetoric that we don't want to see anymore and the thing is is that you know in congress i mean if you're doing that at home and you don't want to vote what do you think the people that represent you are doing in congress they're fighting they're not they're not acknowledging each other you don't like you said you don't or we, we said we don't see the dick durbin and we don't see the john mccain um you know debates anymore and you know john mccain was a staunch republican and he was respected by everybody oh he literally was, he, everybody especially when he passed everyone was like he was, you know, a true veteran. He was a, a great person. He was, I, I mean, yes, he, he did have views I didn't believe in, but he was also a very stand-up politician. End of the day, stand-up politician. At the end of the day, he also came up when Trump was there and called him out. Right. And that was something huge that people were not really ready for, especially for McCain being a Republican. Right. Shining moment, too, you know, other than him being in captivity, you know, yes. for years. <laughs> yes. But no, shining moment beyond that was when a crazy woman just said, like, I hear Obama is, oh. a, is, a, is an Arab. As if, like, that's a bad said, thing. No, no, man, no, man. He's a decent human being. Yeah. Not, not that Arabs aren't decent, but right. I, I understand he, what he was coming from because he was just kind of shocked by the whole thing. Look right. at that clip on YouTube. It's a great moment, and it's like he's a decent family man. I disagree with him on critical key issues, and I hope to beat him or something. But if if he wins, he's he's gonna be he's gonna and be you're fine. gonna have it's gonna, be, gonna fine. be fine. Like no, no one's gonna have a bad time. You're gonna be great. Right, and that was a sneak peek at what we saw. Like that, like you said, that woman, like the rhetoric she used. That's a sneak peek at the 2016 election. It what really happened? Is. And, and, and you know, it, it's a sneak peek. And you know, a lot of there's a lot of Islamophobia. There's a lot of sexism, and there's a lot of homophobia through the entire election. And a lot that's of an undeniable fact. As well, that right. we saw come out. Exactly, and you know what? That and we really saw it is because they had a they. Had had a conduit the people who felt that way had a conduit to put all their anger towards and they and that's a lot of the people turned out for trump because they really felt that the way he spoke spoke to them directly and that it it, it made them feel they made him feel safe with him. The way he talked about, you know, foreign countries and the way he talked about um, Iraq, the way he talked about, you know, uh, just in general, you know, Ru you know, Russia. And, and you, you see it just in general with the way they both, you know, in, in the, the third debate, the town hall debate, when he was kind of kind of, the, it, of course, that was a meme, too. But when he was kind of like hovering around Hillary Clinton, it was like you saw his like masculinity come out and how big he looked and the angles they took at that. And that's important. Every single aspect of every debate everything said and especially in the primaries which was a total in total you know it was crazy town about how that went. I mean, you had people, you had a brain surgeon, uh, Dr. Ben Carson, who couldn't even answer a question de deliberately, and he was a brain surgeon. Yes. I mean, and, and then you, and then, and then basically you had, yeah, you Some people are qualified for some things, some people are qualified yes. for other things. Right. And, and you, and then you have Donald Trump saying, calling uh, Marco Rubio a little Marco, and then you have, and, and we, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't to that extent as bad for the Democratic primary. 
But again, like, did we see that with Mitt Romney and Barack Obama? No, we saw decency and we saw mutual respect. And that's why voter when you're get it's like when you're a child and you see your parents the way they 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 talk to each other the way they interact you see a good uh image of what an older figure should look like and then when all these people saw this absolutely whack show go down they're like wow we like what he's saying he's making fun of all these people and they thought it was interesting and he was an interesting person well and it's also more entertaining rather than realistic where oh, everybody is you know watching tv going on social media so they can get away from the realities of the world so if they're like oh i can have this non-reality for realsies i want that and they have no idea what they're signing up for more often than not you know we really are voting at the circus these days and uh, i think part of that comes from just people who people don't know how to be wrong because, because usually when they, they're faced with, like, a fact or they're faced with, like, a good argument against them, they just, like, divert to theater. And it's like they go on social media, go all crazy and all these things, or they, or they just completely turn off, shut down or whatever, and just remove themselves from the situation. I think, I think really a critical skill to learn is just learn how to be wrong. And then regroup from that. Like, don't obviously don't stay wrong forever. Right. But like, like, learn how to not be wrong, or if you yeah, learn feel to, like you're not wrong, understand and under, yeah, understand and take it like right. you know, take it like an adult. I guarantee you, every single every single one of us, me especially, and everyone listening, they've been faced with something just that just completely owns their argument, and it's like, ah, shit. yeah, and like that's they, it. I can't then, say anymore. I'm yeah, out, right. man. And then Bye. they just don't talk about that topic well, for they like shut, a well, month. They, well, they shut down is because, like, I mean, it's kind of like in general, like when you know you're wrong and you've been wrong for a long time and then you finally realize it, it I mean, it, it hurts. And like, but I think a lot of people don't know how to take the guilt and being wrong and in, 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 in process it. Because when I'm wrong, I'll, I'll call it out. I'll say I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I have nothing. I have no embarrassment to say I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot. I think, I think a lot of people are. And I think once we realize that, you know, we all make mistakes and that we're all we're all together. We're all together on everything. We all want the same thing. We all want prosperity for everybody. And I'm not even saying wrong, like you're on the wrong side of the issue. I'm saying like you just didn't argue properly or like they right. just argued Anything. better. That's what I'm saying. Right. Or right. you had like a misquote or you pulled from just like a bad source. Right. Just be like, yeah, just you know wrong. Yeah. I didn't know my crap that day. I didn't know it. Like yeah. I, I didn't get enough sleep. I fucked up. And, okay, o- we're done. and own up to oh, it. Oh, we can say shit? Yeah. All right. We'll just put a little E next to the I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and own up to your mistakes. And, and we don't see that. We, we clearly don't see that with the political climate. We don't see people taking responsibility for a lot of the situations that they create. And that's just um, what we need to grow out of as you know millennials and as adults. I mean, you see a lot of kids that are 17, 18 years old. I know, I know a kid that, uh, that I worked with that was 15 years old, and he was working on um, lobbying and figuring out ways to get uh, more gun legislation uh, and more, uh, more restrictions passed so a lot of the school shootings go down. And that he's 15 years old. I was not doing that at 15. I was trying to be like, yo, how do I get friends? Yeah, and listening I, to Hollywood yeah, Undead at 15. Yeah, like, I had uh, different yeah. priorities. And yeah, and I wish I was doing that at 15. And he, uh, you know, he's very brave for doing that because a lot of, and you know, a lot of politics, obviously I'm not trying to bring in the gun debate, but just saying like a lot of politicians, they ignore it. They ignore, they, you know, we don't talk about the next school shooting until it happens. We, 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 have or, we, or any type of shooting. And then we're like, oh, 
I'm like, Happen oh again. yeah, isn't that sad? Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, oh yeah, thoughts and prayers. Oh, let's you know bring it to the Senate. Let's pray the the, the Senate and in, in, in Congress. And and you know what? That is, it does no justice to the kids and the families that are being hurt and have been killed. And it it, it really it shows <clears throat> it sets an example for America that we're okay to let this keep happening, and we need to focus on keeping the children protected and doing everything we can. And, you know what keeps us fresh in the representatives' minds? A good letter. Just a, a great old letter. letter. Let me, let me, I should have mentioned this earlier. Crap. But letters, don't you don't physically have to mail anything, although I think that's a lost art. But you can just send an email. Like, look up. Literally send an email. This congressman or my congressman, and then you'll find Break it. Break out just, your fancy adult email with your fancy adult signature yeah. and send it. You'll feel so much more. They make it easier send for it. you, too. You don't even have to upload a microphone. Send it. Yeah. You don't have to upload a Word document. You can just straight up. They have, like, a box, and it's like, name, address, comments. That's it. And it formats it for you yeah. if you really want to do it that way. <laughs> right. I mean, remember, when you go out to, to vote, there are people who don't have the, who can't vote anymore. People who have felonies aren't allowed to vote because they got that right taken away because they did something bad more often than not. So you have to realize you do have a legit privilege. I mean, especially women, you know, and people of color. You, we didn't have the ability to vote at all until like the nineteen fucking twenties. And to yeah. add, and <laughs> to add, and to add in on that, actually, there's more women uh, candidates running than men too in this congre- in the congressional races throughout the country. Second so year kudos the woman. to that. Yeah, and and you know. Um, and I also wanted to bring up, uh, actually, what was really important was is that when people talk about a red wave or blue wave, um, that kind of it kind of clouds the judgment of what it means to vote in each specific race because every race matters, and every whether it's municipal, state, federal, is that. We need, we're looking at it very, very, you know, very broadly. We need to look at it as like, you know, every single person makes a difference. And, you know, we need to focus on ourselves rather than worrying so much about a blue wave or a red wave is that we need to do what's good for the community and what's representative, whether or not there's a blue wave or, you know, a red wave. And the problem is, is that you see that with you. I don't know if you see all like the signs for the um, the sheriff's race. It's a, you know, unfortunately, it's partisan. You know, you could you 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 have to you run as a Democrat or Republican. And that's sad to see a, a you know a, you know the you know um, pl- you know police officers having to run like that because it creates you know you see a lot of racial profiling you see a lot of uh, issues with drug violence and in a lot of you know shootings and a lot of them are bringing partisan issues to an organization that should be bipartisan and it's hurting people and um, I think that once we change the way we think of uh, you know voting for people to represent our community that's what matters. Democratic or Republican sheriff in Chicago. I I don't really think that's going to blunt like an arrest, regardless of what you think about that. So, yeah, just some things, some things just don't need to be partisan. I don't know. I don't know. I I agree with you. Part of me just wants to like ban putting like Democrat or Republican, like your political party next to like. I feel like that's how we got all into this mess is everyone became so segregated within their own like political sphere that everyone's like, well, if it, this is a, a liberal, and this is an air quotes liberal or Republican thought, I don't want anything to deal with it. Right. Straight, could you imagine, though, like walking into like a polling place like America, across the country, people vote, go out to vote. They go to their, their, they see their ballot and it's like, there's no more like political party. 
like identification anymore. It's just the names. Could you just imagine, imagine like, like the chaos that it <laughs> It's like, oh crap, record amount of blank Like, <laughs> I don't know who's who. Right. How do I know? Well, when it's interesting, like again at the doors, like they'll be like, is he a Democrat or Republican? I'd be like, well, you know, he's, you know, he. I'd say they don't even want to hear his views or the what what he's yeah. trying to do for the community. They just want to know the part, the part, you know, the party partisan of is he a Democrat or Republican? Which is unfortunate, but that's how it is right now. So agreed. And, and do you have any like good resources online for like I I don't know what even the ballot looks like. Do, do you I, know any good sample ballot sites or like lookup sites? Yeah, you, you know the DuPage Election Commission, uh, for, specifically for this area, you can look up uh, things like that, and especially you could look up ballots and what they look like. You can even print them out um, as like examples. But um, actually, you know, for my I'm running uh, for a municipal election, and I had to get petitions and uh, petitions, and you have to see what it looks like. And you know, in municipal elections at that lower level, it's uh, they don't put uh, party. You run as an independent. Okay. Um, so that and, and you know what? That's interesting. How every vote matters is that there is only. 500, about 500 people that voted in the last municipal I'm running for that every vote matters. Municipal where? What municipality? Uh, in uh, my hometown, Lombard. L- Lombard, Illinois. Yes. There we go. 500 votes. Yeah, in a 45,000 populated town. which The plain white tees came from there. <laughs> They came, I think it was 500 votes. No, no, they, they are from Elmhurst? a different area. I think it was They're Bell like Park Elmhurst, Elmhurst, like... Um, well, like Winnetka. I just, I just yeah. heard one day that Lombard is the, the town that from Rock like built, which yeah. I think is, which is <laughs> well, facetious. What? And that's the, the, the interesting thing is that there's 7,000 people in my district and 530 people got out to vote. And that, and, and it's even more troubling when you see, like, when you look it up by primaries and who's voting, like Democrats or Republicans. And it's only, and, and it's shocking how little people are voting in my area. So that's why I've tried to, do, I've done everything I can to, you know, mobilize people to get out and vote and to, whether or not for a Democrat or Republican just to register to vote. Do you know the encyclopedic knowledge people have of like Star Wars? Like they can name like blaster types. So they can go into like, like the different realms. They can give you like a timeline of Corellian like history and like name 12 different types of species. On the flip side, do you know like the, the amount of knowledge people have of like football players and like stats and all that stuff all this and you can't name your goddamn congressional like <laughs> district you don't people i swear so like if you want if you want to really put people on the spot ask them their congressional district people will not know and that's like the thing that affects you <laughs> i don't know uh. one vote as all it's so actually i have the article here so this is like from 2017 uh this is a cnn article in the latest twist in the states in virginia's 94th house district race a three-judge panel in charge of certifying a recount ruled that a ballot had initially been marked for Democrat Shelley Simmons, but the voter then crossed it out and marked it for Republican Del David Yancey. Simmons appeared to have defeated her Republican opponent by one vote on Tuesday, a remarkably razor-thin margin that would have prevented Republicans from controlling the House, giving Democrats an equal amount of seats. Like, literally, because one person didn't know how to read a fucking ballot. Tipped the Virginia House legislator later in favor of one party. Like people, god damn it! I don't know. Well, and unfortunately, uh, when that happens in our, you know, in the federal Senate, um, you know, our vote goes to the because the president of the Senate is 
Mike Pence, and of course, you know, he would vote in partisan of his party, whether right. or not it's doesn't matter what issue it is. He would just say, "These are my these are my homeboys." Yeah, right. I'm sticking to it, and they are most likely homeboys. Well, right, and and the thing is, is too, is like with the Brett Kavanaugh thing, is that it will be his vote if it's a tie, and that's why it's so important for Collins and all these swing voters to really consider what's going on, um, you know, what's going in the political climate and, you know, make their, you know, best judgment on what they think is right. So, yes. well, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for yeah, no coming problem. in and giving all of this information out. I know there's, you know, a lot of people who are so on the fence about voting. So hopefully this maybe give you a little bit more information or even the motivation to go out and vote as well for whomever your primaries are. This is very important. It doesn't matter who you vote for. It just matters that you go out and vote because this is the right you've been given. And it's a incredible privilege to have, to have your voice heard, especially in the midterm elections. Right. So I want to thank you, Dom. I want to thank you, Andrew, for coming on yeah, out. Yeah, no problem. It's a pleasure. If you are somebody who lives away from your original hometown that you have on your like ID, then find a reason find a way to do a mail-in vote a lot of people have been doing that um we saw last year the lead singer of uh, rise against was in germany during the primary elections and he mailed in his vote yeah and he's from the illinois area right. actually he's actually from like arlington heights or like oh yeah the, and their drummer lives in downers and that's Grove. close yeah so that's really wild downers Grove is about like uh, 35 minutes outside of chicago um, so it's really wild to see that. So if you do want to register and, you know, you don't run into like an in-person registration poll this weekend up until the midterm election, which is November 6th, make sure that you go to USA.gov or you can even go on sites like Rock the Vote. Um, like Kevin Lyman from Warp Tour has had that for all of the Warp Tour, especially at the end of the year and encouraging people to still go out and to vote and to register to vote and if that doesn't motivate you enough Haley Williams from Paramore probably wants you to vote so go fucking do it and I 100% agree with you on that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and Dom you need to get on ABC 7 News with that awesome that, with, that, with that awesome way you read that with that article I mean that, I didn't like the article but I liked how you the that, that was very good and yeah someone should recruit you soon oh, because you. <laughs> that was very good all right. Thank you so much, guys, and bye. Email. Thank you. Social. Close.